So, I'm no longer annoyed, but I am confused. And there she stands in front of me with her, you know, her white shirt with, isn't this interesting that everyone I look at, somehow what's displayed across their chest has like soul and cultural significance. Anyway, I'm like, Blake, what do you, what do you want? What do you want from me? And she's trying to explain why it's really important that I listen. And I'm standing there with these three white Maori. I I can feel the heat of their breath behind me. And I wear them like a cloak. I love these men. I mean, if I could ever have three lovers, but it's it's not sexual. You know, I never even think sexual thoughts when I have these archetypal memories. It's like two brothers and a lover. You know, I'm flanked by two protective beings that are shorter, not less important, but... And then the the one in the middle, he's so regal. Anyway, Blake says, well, you gotta, you gotta come over here to the tribunal. Uh, I look to my left and I see um, a set of bleachers and seated upon the bleachers are a, a trove of uh, Kiwis speaking everyday, you know, weekend Kiwi English, which they're like, whatever. I'm not going to try and do a Kiwi accent right now. But it's clear to me that... Well, they are sacred people, but they're in everyday clothes because that's what happens in the modern world. So they're talking amongst themselves and I'm standing there and I realize uh, they're not just speaking English. They're speaking uh, Maori. Um... And I'm like, hey, guys, (laughs) heads up. If you want me to understand what's going on here, I, I don't understand a word you're saying. And it's clear that I'm part of the council. You know, it's like maybe even the judge. Like I'm supposed to be assessing what these native, uh, people, the Maori are saying, and they're kind of arguing amongst themselves. Casually, you know, it's not, there's, it's not aggressive by any means. And I just say, just (laughs) please tell me what you want me to understand. And one guy, you know, (laughs) distracted by my a random white girl American voice, you know, he looks over at me, looks at me, we lock our gaze. He looks at me and he says, Moto baraku. Moto baraku. I'm like, oh, okay, Moto baraku. Great, that's awesome. Um, and then 
the dream fades. I wake up. It's January 2015, which is interesting because that's the year that my life became a shit show and my ex ultimately ended our relationship. I'll leave it at that. That's a way tidier way of saying. I love saying it that way. Yep. My ex ended our relationship. And so, you know, I've had friends ask me, um, were you sober in this phase? Were you doing meditations or no? Do you know what it was? I think it was unconscious trauma. I, I mean, my hip had broken for no known reason in the spring of 2013. And for two years, you know, a year and a half later, I still wasn't walking, which is very troubling. Um, and I owned a business, so, you know... Uh, was I in trauma? Yeah, I was in trauma. So I think one thing that can cause these awakenings, these moments of awakening, is trauma. And if, if, we, if we just have our wits about ourselves, you know, I have a... Um, history, a tradition of, of journal keeping, of writing. I'm left-handed, so my writing is, is very awkward, and nobody writes anymore in the modern world, but I have this tradition of writing things down, so I did write it down. It's in one of my journals. Thank fucking God. And I'll do another excerpt and tell you how I had the dreamer call, because that's a whole nother story. Um, chatting with my French friend, Victoria Cotton. Oh my God, that's a whole nother trippy thing. So, so I think what I want to leave everyone with is we're all native people. We're all root people. Um, all right, I'm going to do one more recording. <laughs>